Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the House of Indie. Welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and I have two amazing creators on the show today. We have Carl Slominski and Jenna Lynn Wright creators of uh, Cult of Icarus and all kinds of other amazing things. They have a Kickstarter coming out very soon, Lady Mayhem, and you guys are definitely going to want to jump on that one because it is gorgeous. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Very well. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you for coming on and hanging out with me, talking a little bit about your uh, your stuff. So before we get into all that stuff, I want everybody to know a little bit about you guys. Uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, you know, Lady Mayhem, as well as Cult of Icarus, both are coming out very soon. One's a Kickstarter. One, you, I believe you guys have done that on a Kickstarter before. Is that correct? Yeah. So, and now it's coming out through Scout. So that's awesome. First of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, Cult of Icarus. That's all you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, give us the logline of Cult of Icarus. Let us know what it's about. La, uh, uh, gosh, the log line. Okay, so Cult of Icarus <laughs> it follows a foster kid as she goes searching for her roots, and she discovers a parallel world full of a whole bunch of kind of creatures of nightmare that you aren't supposed to know exist, and that she may or may not be a part of, and she also may or may not be a harbinger of the apocalypse. Spoiler wow. alert, she probably is. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful story. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's vampire-centric for people who dig vampires. Yes, uh, yes. That's what we're going for. Or people who don't. I'm or not people a, who don't. I'm not a vampire we guy, but I dig this book. Mind. <laughs> yeah. That's why, yeah, this is this is an amazing story. I was, I was reading the Ashcan, and right now you guys have the Ashcan out through Scout. Uh, those wonderful people who are able to kickstart the book uh, prior have able to, they were able to see the whole f- story in its fullness. Uh, I got to see a little bit more of the story, but uh, talk to us a little bit how this kind of came about and how you guys got it through going to through Scout. Now, how did that? How did you guys hook up with them? Oh man, that's that's a long, long brief story. <laughs> we, uh, we were on the road. We were going to what is it? C two E two in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. And we were kind of brainstorming ideas. We knew we wanted to work together. Okay. And because uh, I was obsessed with Carl's art and I was basically going to force him to work with me, <laughs> <laughs> whether he wanted to or not. It's an awesome. occupational hazard of being me. And uh, <laughs> right. I'm a huge fan of the supernatural, of vampires, of monsters, of horror. Mm-hmm. And we started brainstorming an idea. And at first it wasn't going to be vampires. We were going to make up 
a new type of creature. And then we thought you're underselling it. We had like yeah. a whole like <laughs> legendary look, like we came up with Lore. science and folklore wow. and like gods and monsters and all that. Yeah. It was like, it's getting a little out of hand. Like, why are we going to make this tough on our lives? People already have a shorthand for vampires. Let's mm. go that route because I've, I'd wanted to do a vampire story. And, uh, it all kind of flowed from there. And Carl had the title cult of Icarus and, uh, yeah. it, it all just worked and merged. And then, um, I had known, uh, Brendan Deneen mm. way back in the day when I used to be a book scout, um, in New York city, Okay. And we were running in the same circles and I knew that he had, you know, started a company and, and worked his way up comics and I hit him up and wanted to see if you guys were accepting pitches and uh, he said, yes, we put together a whole package and we went through the gauntlet. And uh, luckily, they everybody dug what we were doing. So we, we went scout. Yeah, that's scout awesome. Yeah, man. And they're doing some amazing stuff over there. A lot of cr- great, great creators are coming over to scout a lot because I, I feel like they are, are you know, it's it's weird to say this in, in the industry, but it's they're doing things that are more innovative now that. People haven't been doing, and it's weird to see that with comic books, right? But it's true. They got these, they got the, you know, the comic tags. They have all these different sub boxes and subscriptions, and and many different avenues and ways that they that they've you know stepped outside of the norm, and, and stuff like that. So, so did you guys always kind of feel that you guys would would land this book at a publisher that kind of had that feeling of you know stepping outside of the box and somebody maybe maybe who was advocating for the uh, creator-owned stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, especially with my stuff, I lean super hard into creator-owned stuff and creator's rights because there just is a complete lack of that in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott's doing some really interesting things when it comes to properties that are developed by you know, independent creators, who a lot of whom haven't really gotten that moment to shine. And um, they really do everything out of from you know, they soup hustle. to nuts just yeah. to get their yeah. stuff out. There. Yeah, they hustle yeah. really hard for their and careers. Like, the fact that they're one of the few companies right now on the comics landscape that are actually like coming up with new ways to get comics to readers, mm-hmm. like subscription box. Who who would have thought? And that quite frankly, up. actively looking for pitches. So many mm-hmm. companies out there are like, listen, we'll let you know when submissions are open, and otherwise, we're kind of publishing the people we've already worked with. It's yep. nice that they're they're open to hearing new ideas and new input. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to go to a company that isn't putting out books by the same three people. Like, I get it, Colin Bunn. You have to write everything. But... <laughs> we love Colin Bunn in this house, by the way. We love Colin Bunn. There, I think there's a lot of people who fall under that category, right? Yeah, <laughs> in, sure. In yeah. many different places. But yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They're doing, doing all these amazing things uh, and, and wanting to be a part of something like that. Uh, feels great, right? Especially when they're they're they hustle and they are they're kicking butt, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and really and are. and you know that just kind of sets a fire under under the creative ears and and to do it themselves. So I love that. So let's let's talk a little bit more about Lady Mayhem. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and, and give us the the logline of that. Can you do that for us, Carl? Oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, it's your turn on, on this one. I don't one really here. do log lines. <laughs> no, I you a, love log lines. I set a vibe. Uh, basically, <laughs> it came to me because uh, I made Jenna deep dive through the long boxes one night, and uh, she was like, Punisher's stupid. I, was like, I did not say that. She's not <laughs> slander me. That. I talked a lot. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're going to get people uh, hate mail now. 
<laughs> no, 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 because this yeah. is the catalyst. She was like, this is such, this is great, because I showed her uh, all the JRJR stuff, okay. John Romita Jr. stuff from yeah. uh, Punisher Warzone, you know, with die cut covers. Yeah. And uh, yeah. she was like, this is actually really good. And I was like, yeah, recognize. And she was like, how come it's never been a lady? Right. How come ladies kicking butt? Right. And that was it. Yeah, then I just force fed her '90s comics for like six months. I had also, <laughs> I had also been listening to a podcast, and I misheard the woman's name, and uh, I thought they said Maggie Mayhem, uh-huh. and I came home and I said, "Well, I'm going to use that as a character name for Ooh, something." And Carl yeah. said, "Actually, I've been wanting to do kind of a revenge comic, and do you know what would be awesome is a Lady Mayhem?" And I was like, "Okay, but you can't take my name and then kick me off the project." So now I'm working on this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried. I love that name though. It's it's an amazing name, yeah. And 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 I was looking through the Kickstarter there, and it does. It reminds me you of a lot of like the eighties, nineties stuff, and and these big guns. And I love the way you guys wrote it out. You're like, you know, this this is the comic book that you would hide from your parents. That's all, <laughs> that's all Carl. He's very he's good at that stuff. And I'm you, good in the room. I'm definitely good in the room. I know. I I feel the same way. I I feel like I sound a lot better on paper. <laughs> <laughs> than when I actually say it out loud, but no. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about your guys' backgrounds here, Jenna. I want to know a little bit about about what you've done in the past. Uh, I know this is probably one of those things you guys get get asked all the time, but this is my first introduction to both of you, so I want to know a little bit about your backgrounds. Uh, first, I want to hear from Jenna, then we'll hear from Carl. If that's okay. It's not okay. <laughs> She's way more impressive than me. Uh, oh yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I started out, um, in the, ex- like the executive world. So I was on the other side of the desk. I started out as a book scout for, uh, Fox, all divisions of Fox okay. back in the day. So I just got to read books for a living and then fun tell them whether or not I thought they should be made into movies and television shows. It was the best job on the planet. Awesome. Um, and after a couple of years there, uh, I moved out to LA and uh, worked for a movie producer for a little while. I worked for a company called Roth Films, and I was working with them when they did stuff like uh, Oz the Great and Powerful and Snow White and the Huntsman and oh, Maleficent. So cool. Yeah, so that was a ton of fun. And, and in those jobs, uh, part of my job description was to look for IP, comic books, books, things of that nature to adapt. And so that kind of, I dipped my toe into the world, mm-hmm. but I didn't really get into comic creation until I met Carl. Um, Cause I'm a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just been intimidated by the whole, uh, I just felt there was so much continuity and so much to know that where would I even begin? And he was like, listen, it's not all, all superheroes, even though superheroes are great. There are so many indie books you should check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started to read them and I was like, man, this is fantastic. There's, there are so many stories I could tell in this world and I had no idea that this avenue was open to me. So of course I had to uh, learn how it's not the same as writing a film script or a novel. It's there's a steep learning curve, but I just did a deep dive and I've been trying to uh, intake as much as possible. And it's fantastic. I love comics. Her pull this rival to mine at this point. <laughs> oh, really? We, we got to talk about that a little bit here afterwards. <laughs> so Carl, that, that's amazing. I, I, I love that. That How how amazing would that be to just sit back and read books all day and just rake in the dough? Best <laughs> job in the world. I love Best it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Carl, let me know a little bit about you, man. What 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 have you been up to? Uh, I'm comics blood, man. I uh, <laughs> I've been in this since I got out of high school. I went to 
the uh, Joe Kubert School of Cartooning and Graphic Art in Dover, New Jersey. It's run by working pros, teaching you how to become working pros. Run by the man himself, Joe Kubert, who's now unfortunately passed. Mm. Um, but it basically is uh, it's comic book boot camp. They teach you from top to tail how to make a comic book. And it's three-year like school that teaches you every single element of it. Uh, from there, I just a bunch of indie books for a while. A lot of things uh, at companies that don't exist anymore because mm -hmm. comics. <laughs> and uh, in the last few years, I made a huge pivot into just doing creator-owned stuff because I felt like for a long time I was mm -hmm. sidelining better stories that I really, really wanted to draw for money, which isn't there all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so last year, I kickstarted uh, my all-ages graphic novel, uh, Evermore False, which was a mild success i mean for my first kickstarter mm -hmm. which was awesome and was uh a pretty big success yeah i'm modest <laughs> to a fault <laughs> um and at the same time i was working on drawing cult of icarus so i was doubling up and uh you know we finished cult of icarus and i was like i really liked my crowdfunding experience and i really like working with jenna sometimes <laughs> and uh dove right into lady mayhem yeah that's that's awesome um you know i i love uh, looking back because I was looking at that Evermore Falls, I was like, oh, that cover looks great because I was looking at your website and oh, yeah. I was like, ooh, I want to know a little bit more about that. So we'll get into that here a little bit, but let's take a quick break. Uh, but when we get back from the break, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about the creative process. I also want to know about uh, your guys' pull list because uh, you guys brought it up. So we'll talk about that when we get back from the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. And we are back from the break with Jenna Lynn uh, Wright and Carl Slominski. I hope I didn't mess up your guys' names. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and we, uh, we're talking to them a little bit about uh, Cult of Icarus and Lady Mayhem and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, first of all. I need to get into the, the the issue that we were talking about before. Uh, you brought up a pull list thing. Let's talk about the pull lists. Oh, you're doomed, kid. <laughs> That's right. I just did a complete and total blank. You're <laughs> reading a bunch of stuff. So how big is your pull list? Is it is it like break the bank huge or or like you should you can't talk about it? <laughs> she, she does get lucky because she gets comps from stuff that she does at like Xenoscope and what yeah. have you. Yeah. Um, which a is, lot of the reading I've been doing has actually been research yeah. for, for stories that I've Sweet. been having to tell there. Um, I feel like I read a lot of number ones and then I never make it to the number two. I feel the same way. Uh, I do the same thing. Obviously doing this, I have to, you know, read, read and, and catch up on some of the stuff with the creators and to, to know the, the material that we're talking about. 
And, yeah. and I do the same thing. I like. I feel like I read a lot of number ones, maybe some number twos here and there. I don't think yeah. I hardly ever go past it because I'm doing it for research the same as you. But I understand that. And it stinks because I'm like, some of these are amazing. I need to go back. And you're just like, I can't go back and read something for fun. So you do, so do you guys have, you know, doing it for work? Do you find that it's really difficult to, to have fun reading? Oh, I would say it's more the fun kind of never goes out of comics. It's more that you lose the uh, the magic and the mystery of it when mm. you start writing for film, because then you start to pick apart every movie <laughs> you watch and you're like, OK, I know what's going to this is the twist here and this is the end of the first act. And then here's the third act. And so it, it's still fun. But at the same time, you're analyzing it and you can't turn that part of your brain off. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like in comics, the magic is still there for me because. I'm still, I feel like I'm never going to stop learning. I'm the exact opposite. Knowing comics, you know, as much as I do, it takes me a long time to find a book that's newer that like really lights me up and like inspires me. Because I mean, a lot of it you've seen before. And Mm -hmm. uh, once you know the tricks, the ins and outs, you just, uh, you're looking for someone to push the envelope a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's harder to find. A good comic is hard to come by. And I mean, good across the board, not just, it was a fun read. I mean, yeah. like historically good comic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible though. I'm a really bad critic because in every way, <laughs> and I say this all the time because I, I always, I love everything, but it, I think it comes, but it stems from like watching like those really horrible action movies in like the eighties and the nineties, you know, like the Charles <laughs> Bronson kind of movies where they just don't really make too much sense. It's just a guy running through beating people up that needed it, right? <laughs> yeah, death wish. <laughs> so, right? So I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe that's where I'm just like, yes, just give it to me. And maybe right? that's I feel like that with comic books. I'm just like, give it to me. I can't have enough of it. But but yeah, I, I understand where you're saying, you know, the magic kind of goes out of it a little bit because you're just you're picking it apart a little bit, but then you have to bring yourself back to to that process. How do you guys do that when you are, you know, you, you're, on, you're on one hand, you're doing all this stuff for work, but then you want to come back and bring yourself down to the, you know, grounded a little bit more when it comes time to write and, and to draw this stuff. How do you guys do that? That's a great question. That's a great question. I usually revisit my warm fuzzies. So like yeah. the stuff that made me want to make things. So I'll go through, I've got a long box specifically full of the ones that just like, every time you go back, you remember like, oh, this is that moment that I realized that's how this gets shaded with ink, or that's mm-hmm. how I saw that this person plays with that. Like, And it's it's not a big stack, but by the time you're done going through it, you're just like, yeah, okay, ready to go make comics. Yeah, and Carl yeah. is not really a guy who bags and boards. He's like, I get comics to be inspired Don't by Don't tell them. him that. Don't tell him <laughs> that. I read them, and I pull them apart, and I get inspiration. Like, if mm-hmm. why would I get a comic just to stick it on a shelf and never look at it again all of my comics are dog-eared and they look like crap and he does a really good job of pulling like if we need inspiration for a certain project he's like you should be looking at this 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 and this Mm. and see the storytelling the sequential art how it's paced all of this stuff and he's like a a walking encyclopedia i've been really really lucky that's awesome 
Those those people yeah. make me very very upset sometimes. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's not it's not worthwhile information though. It's just like I can tell you like why this inking doesn't work and stuff. It's not like comic is a CGC nine point eight. Oh yeah, that's, no, that's not my kind of thing. So, but I I love the that because, because there's always one of those friends you you can always rely on to bring up the the really cool stuff that happened in comic books and know exactly which book it's in is like this is what you need. I love that. Um, I'm not that person either. I, I, I do have, I do have, uh, <laughs> I do have comic books that are dog-eared and horrible. And I was like, Oh, and, yeah. and I flip it around on the back and I was like, Oh, this used to be a very fine plus or a near mint, <laughs> minus, a near mint minus. I was like, Oh, it's not anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, and, and sometimes I'll, sometimes I do have those ones that I tuck in that I never touch. But that's why I have digitals. That's why I have your reader copies and stuff like that. But man, it's so crazy. But here, let's talk a little bit about the 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 creative process. I want to know a little bit more creative process that went into Cult of Icarus because I'm looking at it here, and let's talk a little bit about the art style here. Um, this is really cool, and I've been looking at some of the stuff. It is a little bit different. Some of the stuff that you've put out, Carl, in in the past. So so, how do you feel that it that you know? looking back on your furthest work to now how you how that's different and how you feel um you know uh you know it's going forward from here uh well it's the newest thing that i've done so as far as i'm concerned i don't hate it yet because the <laughs> second something is done i'm basically over it i'd make a terrible parent <laughs> um it, there's a lot of things that i'm doing in cult of icarus where i'm surprisingly restrained um, okay. And then there are a lot of elements that I feel like I went full balls to the wall in a way that even Jenna wasn't expecting because this book gets violent. <laughs> um, and it, I think it lends itself to the story um, stacked up against, you know, stuff that I've done in the past. I think it's great. I think it's mm -hmm. a great looking book. doesn't look like any other book out there. Um, yeah. I agree. You can only get one Carl. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. It, it's amazing. And, and all the stuff you've done is amazing. And, Thanks, man. And I I love it. And and I could see the progression of the stuff that you've put out. And it's just it, and I don't know how crazy it is because I get like I said, I, those people make me very upset how they just <laughs> kind of breathe talent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just yeah. it's one of those things. It's like you could still see the progression in your artwork. And I'm like, dude, this dude started out amazing. How the heck do people do that? So uh, but but Jenna, let's talk a little bit about the the uh the inspiration here, the writing here. Um what what inspired you to, to you talked a little bit about it here. Let's get into it a little bit deeper here and in your process and what it took to to write Cult of Icarus. Sure. Uh with Cult of Icarus, it I always love to do stories with a genre spin because I feel like you can fudge your logic in a way that you can't do when you're telling just regular dramatic stories. So if something goes wrong, I don't know, maybe it was magic, you know? And and <laughs> It gives you a lot of get out of jail free cards, but I also, you're never going to find me writing like a slice of life story probably because I want the stories that I tell to be more fantastical. I find mm -hmm. comics and film an escape. And if you can teach a lesson while you're doing it, great. But you're basically like wrapping the medicine up in candy. It's it's more fun to digest that way. And so with Cult of Icarus, it's a story about a girl who is at loose ends, feeling very abandoned, very alone, and kind of spinning out. 
And then this this found family that she finds, are they supernatural creatures? Yes. But that's the fun part. You know, it's it's all about kind of family and community and finding out who you are and figuring out that just because growing up you didn't feel like you were special doesn't mean that you're not. Um, and so the stories I tell when I dig into these characters are based in real human emotion and then just heightened a little bit to make it more fun or more kind of a little more pizzazz. You kind of tell like dark fairy tales. Yeah. Nightmare fairy tales. Yeah. Nightmare fairy yeah. tales. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. And, and, and yeah, you know, you, you create what you want, right. And what you like and what you want to see on the page. And some of us love those, those, you know, those books with heart and, you know, make us think. And we, well, some of us really just want some action and stuff, you know, <laughs> whatever. You can, That's right. <laughs> here we go. There we go. You you guys were on the right track, knew where I was going with it. That's why I like you guys. You know, we're going to have you guys on more often. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we give good pot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All day long. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about, about, uh, when uh lady mayhem is done it's almost done uh kickstarter right by the time people listen to this it may be over but it's not gonna be you there's there's not it's not gonna be the last chance they can get it though not the end not the end but we still want them to get that that kickstarter get it (laughs) but tell us a little bit about it please uh which one does it run it runs through i believe february 2nd or 3rd so we have another i believe 12 days um at the time of recording at the time of recording (laughs) and it is fully funded um so that means you're getting the book you're getting the book yeah and so we just want to kind of reach as many people as possible because that's how you grow your career that's how you grow your fan base you find people who love what you do and then just keep expanding Mm -hmm. and uh carl had a really solid start with evermore falls and then we've expanded beyond that with cult of icarus and like we are definitely planning more i'm sorry not cult of icarus uh Lady Mayhem. Mm. We are definitely planning more Lady Mayhem adventures, vigilante adventures beyond this one one shot. So, so if you don't get it this time, yeah, we'll be oh, back. There's more. We'll be back. Yeah, Lady and, Mayhem will return. And and you and you did. You'd promised that the, we're going to get a lot more. And you guys are going to try to keep it, you know, uh, not coming out through a publisher. Is that something that correct? Is that what I heard? Yep, absolutely. I mean, if some sort of life changing deal comes about. <laughs> We're not going to turn that Obviously. down. But it's yeah. also comics and I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah, it's like you're not just going to leave money on the table, right? Exactly. <laughs> you have a kitten to feed. <laughs> Plus, i got to be honest. It's fun doing crowdfunding campaigns just because yeah. it is you and your audience. There's yeah. no middleman. Mm-hmm. It's just the creator and the people that want to read your stuff, which i got to be honest. I like that intimacy. That's romantic. <laughs> so how many times have you guys crowdfunded or or separately together however you guys would like to answer that <laughs> first time together first time together he did Second one on his own me. and then i was involved in a kickstarter um for a project called ignition which i co-wrote with a gentleman named sean Pryor. cool and that ended um he did a few kickstarters for various issues mm-hmm. and now the whole series is complete just successfully funded i believe a month or two ago yeah nice nice yeah so you guys are not you guys you guys have been around the block a little bit here how much do you guys involve your 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 fans your followers your listeners your readers into the the kickstarter as much as possible yeah while also not being those people that are like <laughs> constantly inundating you with like did you see we also, we also don't really like i don't think we've ever done 
Kickstarters with stretch goals or um, a lot of extra, I don't want to say not a lot of extra perks, but like we really focus mm. on the comic and the art and the the base of it all. There's it's, not a yeah, lot we of, run uh, lean, mean campaigns yeah. that are definitely like not detracting from the book itself that we're making. Yeah. We're not going to uh -huh. give you a t-shirt or a Frisbee with the Lady Mayhem logo on it. <laughs> We're gonna. You're listen. I've Which backed, we dig those, but just not for the stuff that we do. I've backed a lot of Kickstarters for comics because, frankly, that's where some of the best comics are coming from. Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, I don't need another T-shirt of a book I like. <laughs> hey, I understand that. I understand that. But but that's that's awesome because something this gorgeous, uh, you you can't detract from from how amazing it looks. So I understand that. That's great. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, please let everybody know uh, where they can find you guys on social media uh, and all that good stuff. And when Cult of Icarus is dropping, I don't know. Do we know exactly? I don't think it's I think it's up on the I think it's going to be first or second week of February. OK, great. I'm, I'm excited. Um, as long as, you know, the crazy uh, uh, yeah. shipping problems <laughs> don't. The it. Yeah, the paper. And, oh, and man. Yeah, it's that's been, been a thing. It's been so crazy. <laughs> Shipping problems and and paper shortages, delays. Uh, it's rough. So, yeah, <laughs> but oh, it's going to be out there soon. So uh, sure. please let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Sure. I am Jenna Lynn Wright on Twitter and Instagram. That's Lynn with one N. And I also have a newsletter, a Substack at JennaLynnWright.substack.com. Sweet. And I am at Kraus Leminski across the board on all social media. If you can spell it, you earn the right to listen to my hot takes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. And thank you guys for hanging out with me right here on the House of Indie. Thank you, Jenna and Carl. You guys have been amazing. I'm excited for this. I want I, I backed Lady Mayhem. I'm excited about it. I'm, I, I'm excited uh, about Cult of Vickers as well. Uh, I've been I've been talking about this one for quite some time now. Uh, so and 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 you guys know I work for Scout now, doing the social media stuff, and I've been I've been waiting for it because I want to be do some some like really cool content on it. So I'm just waiting right for on. it to come out. So hopefully you guys are on, on board for this one too. All the listeners out there, please back uh, uh, Lady Mayhem if you guys have not already, and uh, make sure you guys are you know following Carl and Jenna all over the place, even on Kickstarter. Keep an eye on that'll let you know when the next one comes out from them so thank you guys you awesome. can find us at house of indie pod everywhere all all over the place just type us in and thank you guys for hanging out with us right here we'll see you guys next time